Hey, this is AP and Spence. We're two lawyers talking college sports and sports law in general. We're here, season three, episode two. It's August 27th and beautiful outside. How are you doing today, AP? I'm doing really good. I'm doing very good. It's a Friday and I'm wearing a USC jersey. So right away, it's a good day. Um, you know, the other thing is Friday traffic is really good in the mornings. It's really great. Spectacular. <laughs> yeah, I, I come from Salem to Portland every day. And I can get here like in 40 minutes. It's just smooth. Now the drive home's a little different on a Friday. Yeah. But there, it, it's, yeah, so all around just a good day, I, I think. Um, and, and then also, I should add, Spencer, and I know you're not a dr- coffee drinker, really. Not a coffee drinker. But I drink some coffee in the pumpkin spice latte, the famous pumpkin spice latte of Starbucks that I'm sure you've heard about. I've heard about it. I've heard, I've heard you talk about it for a lot. Yeah, and I've always been in, when I was at USC, people used to give me a hard time about it. The coaches knew about it. It was a big deal. Like when it would drop, I made it known. And, and they have dropped at Starbucks. So if, if you're, and they're not a, a sponsor by any means, but they are. Uh, <laughs> not that we'd object if they are, were, wanted to sponsor. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I do it and get free Starbucks all day. Uh, but the pumpkin spice latte is out. So if you don't know that yet, now you know. All right, all right. Well, go get, go 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 drink some pumpkin spice latte. Is that what it is? Yeah, pumpkin spice latte. It takes yeah. like kind of like if you can imagine your mouth, Spencer. You're eating a pumpkin. Yeah. You mix in some cinnamon. Like a and, pumpkin pie. Like a pumpkin pie in a cup. Okay. That's what you're drinking. Wow. I mean, so. that, uh, gosh, I wish I drank coffee. <laughs> well, so uh, we have had a very busy week, mm-hmm. and we're now college football starts tomorrow. Can you believe Week that? zero games are tomorrow. People's with fans, yeah. regular games. You know, people are going to be masked up or whatever. Yeah. But there's going to be fans in the stands, and there's going to be games happening tomorrow. Are you excited? I'm very excited. And now, did you know that Oregon and Oregon State? I think you know this. Are going to require what? And uh, proof of the vaccination. Yeah. Or. Or a COVID test. Yeah, or a negative COVID test. And then you're still going to be required to wear masks mm-hmm. under Oregon policy. Under, so you're wearing masks. What other school in the nation is doing that right now? That's requiring, I don't know. I think they're the only ones. That's what I read. Oh, really? The only uh, schools in the country. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm going down to the BYU, Las, BYU game versus Arizona next Friday yeah. or next Saturday in, yeah. in Las Vegas. And they are, I, they're, they, they're requiring you to wear masks because it's inside. But other than that, they don't. They aren't requiring a positive or a negative test or a negative test until the Vegas Raiders start the next week. Yeah. Is what we've been told. But okay. we'll see. Yeah. So I mean, I'm I'm vaccinated. I'll bring my vaccination card and show it to them if they need it. But, yeah. Sure. Yeah. But anyway, so it's 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 crazy. So yeah. well, we're it going. is what it is. But yeah. I'd rather I would rather I would do I would bend over backwards and have a negative COVID test. Yeah. Wear a mask. If I get to watch some live football. 100%. Yeah, and you want it live with fans. I didn't, I mean, I was glad they got to play, but I didn't appreciate it as much watching empty stadium football. Yeah, it was weird. You know, I don't want that. I want at least half full stadiums, if not full, but we want fans there. So we're excited. I'm going to be at the USC-Stanford game coming up here in a couple of weeks down in Los Angeles. So that's going to be a lot of fun. USC's first Pac-12 game. But we'll get to the picks later. Yeah, get to the picks later. But so let's talk about the Pac-12 a little bit. So the Pac-12 actually, so... Last week, we talked about this alliance between the Pac-12, the ACC, and the Big Ten, right? They kind of handshake agreement. We're not going to poach other teams from each other. We're going we're gonna to schedule each other more. We're going to you know, approach the TV people that, together. We're going to promote ath- athletics and academics together. And it was, a, it was in response to what the SEC did, right? Sure. So, but at the, at the same time, Pac-12 had, had been investigating whether or not they were going to expand their conference. 
and, and, and add more, more members to the conference to maybe in response to what the big 10 and the SEC have done, right? Mm -hmm. Both teams, both conferences have more than 12 teams. Yeah. Uh, the SEC now is going to have 16. I think the big 10 has somewhere around that number. That's those are big, so, conferences. big conferences. And so <laughs> the question is, would the pac 10 12 add some big 12 schools or potentially some other schools to expand and get a little bit bigger. And the Pac-12 came out and said, uh-uh, not going to do it. We're not going to expand. We're going to stay at 12 schools. They said they feel very comfortable with their 12-member school. So first of all, um, what do you think about that decision by the Pac-12 to not expand? Yeah, I bet you they're hitting pause. I think they will eventually expand, but right now they're saying no because there's not a lot of great options out there. We kind of touched on this where if you think like a Baylor – or a TCU, or some of these other schools, do they really move the needle all that much for the Pac-12? They're helpful, right? And it's extra schools, and they have some good sports and some good years. But I, I think when they really boiled it down, it's just adding schools to add schools. I don't think you're getting elite brands, and you're not getting kind of the big bubbas of college football. Now, if you could go out and get Ohio State and Michigan to come to the Pac-12, or you know, you could get something like that, you do it. But I think if you're just adding teams to add teams... Pac-12's got some pretty good teams. I mean, you got Stanford, you got Oregon, you got Washington, you yeah. got USC, UCLA. You know, they got some good good programs. I mean, half those programs are pretty solid. Now, I know they've struggled right now to get into the playoffs. Some of that's just been dumb luck because the conference has been so deep. Not top-heavy or bottom-heavy, just kind of in the middle-heavy. And kind of cannibalizing each other. And so everybody's got two and three losses all the time. So they haven't been able to get somebody into the to, the to the championship because of that. It's not that none of their, their teams aren't any good. I mean, the, the Pac-12 has plenty of good teams, um, and we'll see how they compete this year. I mean, Oregon plays at Ohio State. You know, UCLA plays LSU coming up. Right. You know, USC's got Notre Dame. You know, we got some big Pac-12 games. Now, yeah, if they get five games against BYU. But yeah, yeah, it's BYU. So juggernauts are out there, right? I mean, yeah. it's like, I mean, we're lining up all these monsters, and we got to find a way to win them, you know? And so we'll see. But I, I think, honestly, it's a good move right now for the Pac-12. Don't make a move just for the sake of making a move. Stay put until you can get exceptionally better. And if you can't, it kind of reminds me of the Blazers, too. Like, do you make a trade just to get a few warm bodies? No, you want to go get somebody that's like, this guy's going to be a starter for us. So this one's going to be legit. This one does something for us. And so I think that's a smart conservative move by the Pac-12 right now. So then, the, then the, the second question associated with that, the fail, so the Pac-12 is not expanding, which means that the Big 12, which now has only eight teams in it because Oklahoma and Texas are staying, are leaving to the SEC, what does the Big 12 do? The Big 12 ha has to expand, right? Yeah, they have to. And they're losing their two linchpins, basically, for the conference. Um, you know, they've had Nebraska's having some trouble. The Big 12 is a, is a good conference that's going to need to make a move. They have to make a move. Pac-12 doesn't have to. Now, if the Pac-12 just lost, let's say, Oregon and USC, and they joined some other conference, well, then the Pac-10 now has to do something. Right. They don't have to do anything right now. Big 12 has to do something. Now, they might want to get creative and get BYU and go get um, Boise State. Maybe. Yeah. What do you think about that? Would BYU yeah. be open to joining the Big 12? Absolutely. I think, I think BYU would absolutely join the Big 12, and I think that they would do it in a heartbeat. I, th I do think they would want Boise State as kind of a travel partner. I know they don't really do yeah. that anymore, but kind of a, a, a rivalry. We have yeah. a rivalry with Boise State. We've been, they're, they're a name brand. A lot of people mm -hmm. know them. They're, they've absolutely. got a huge following. Yeah. So I think you bring Boise State, you bring BYU, and you add uh, two other schools. Yeah. Maybe... 
a Memphis and a UCF or, or maybe Houston. or Houston or SMU or someone like that. Sure. So one of the <clears throat> one of the AAC schools, American Athletic schools that are higher level in yeah. basketball and football. Now, I do think that the football program overall by losing Texas of the Big 12 by losing Texas and Oklahoma is going to take a dip. There's no doubt. Oh yeah. Yeah. But they still would have a seat at the table being the Big 12. And and I I think if they added BYU, Boise State and then, you know, like UCF and Cincinnati yeah. or someone like that. Yeah. that. That's a good program. Cincinnati's a top 10 program. That's BYU a good was, conference. BYU was a top 10 program last year. But I think that ultimately if they added four schools, you know, and, and they added, you know, those schools, I think not only would they be a pretty good football conference, they'd be up there, I think, with the ACC, yeah. maybe up there with the Pac-12, right in that yeah. same level. Yeah. But I think more importantly... If you add those schools, you are a, you're going to be a powerhouse basketball conference. Big time. Because you keep Kansas, you keep Kansas State, Iowa State's good program. Yeah. Texas Tech's good program. Yeah. Oklahoma State. Right? Baylor just won the national championship. Yeah. Oklahoma State's good program. Yeah. And then you add BYU, Boise State, which has been you know pretty good. Yeah. You got a five, six, you, seven ranked team. Add Cincinnati, which yeah. has been really good. So you automatically, I think, you make yourself you know maybe the number two, number three conference yeah. in basketball. Yeah. Behind the ACC, yeah, and 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 then you have a you have a solid football conference. Yeah, so I I think it's a no brainer to add BYU. I think it's an I think the only the the question is, I think you add absolutely add BYU and Cincinnati. Those are the two schools. At, then there's six eight schools that could fill those other two spots. Yeah, yeah. But if so, if you're advising the Big Twelve though. Do you stay at 12 or do you go to 14 or go to 16? What do you do? I go 16 because you got to make a big move right now. I think if you just replace the two you lost, it's it's a movement. I, I would just go, let's go 16. Let's match the SEC. Let's bring a big, large scope. Fine. Or maybe we're not going to be as elite, but we're going to have a huge, huge footprint across the whole United States. And we'll go to Idaho. You know, we're going all over the place. And, and we're down south. We're in Texas. We're in Oklahoma. We're in Nebraska. And we're all over. And that's what we're doing and see how it goes, you know, and it's, and we're going to maintain the stats of at least a power five conference. So I think that's what they need to do. Oklahoma and Texas, I'm telling you right now, they might be thinking they're laughing to the bank, Spence. I, I would look out. Both of those programs, especially Texas, has plenty of money, but they've been struggling. They've been going like eight and four every year. Seven and five. Yeah. They're going to go to the SEC. And what are the, what are the, good is it going to do if they go to the SEC and they're going six and six every year? Yeah, or five and seven. Five and seven, not making bowl games. And, and now it's embarrassing that they made that move. Now they're thinking, well, maybe we should get out. Yeah, be careful what you wish for. Yeah, and Oklahoma know? is the same. I mean, yeah. they, they've been dominating the Big 12. Yeah. So then, so if they, but the Big 12 has been kind of notoriously not great at defense, right? Yep. And, and so the scores are 56 to to 49 every game and it, yep. you know and, and so they go to the big they go from the big 12 where they're scoring huge numbers yep. to the sec where you've got elite athletes playing defense yeah i i you know it'll be interesting to see what happens yeah there's no guarantee texas a&m did make that transition pretty well to the sec actually yeah and they've been doing all right yeah but there's no guarantee uh and i well they've been up and down right yeah. I mean, they haven't been they haven't been elite no they, they've been up and down they had they had johnny manzel and had a good run there yeah. and then they dipped for a while yeah. got rid of their coach yeah now they're coming back up with jimbo fisher yeah. right heck of a coach <laughs> so we'll see we'll find out yeah all right, well, we'll keep an eye on what happens with the expansion. I know that Big 12 is meeting to expand. There's been multiple reports that they are expanding or they're talking about expansion. I think they have to expand or they die. Yeah. And, uh, and we'll see. We'll keep an eye on it. Yep.
All right, this is AP and Spence coming back uh, at you. So for this segment, we're gonna spend some time talking about some stories that we talked about in the past. Uh, the first is gonna be the, uh, the lawsuit between UCLA and Under Armour. And then the second is gonna be what happened with Dino Gaudino, Gaudio, a Louisville assistant. So, though, so if you haven't listened to those episodes, go back. Yeah, right. Go yep. back, listen to them. It breaks it down for breaks you. Breaks it down for you, no problem, the, the lawsuit. But we'll, we'll kind of give a, a Reader's Digest version of the lawsuit and then talk about the update, right? Does that sound good? It sounds good. In law school, we used to do what? Crunch time? Is that what they were called? Absolutely. Called crunch time. And, yeah. yeah when you're in the crunch time, it's a little like, you know, I, you know, I would always read every word. Oh, for sure. You know, I mean, I didn't use it. Yeah. But, but for, you know, for some, you know, I know you didn't either. But I never. Some attorneys might think, oh, let's read a crunch time and get the crunch reader's digest version. Because we're in the crunch time right now, Spence. That's right. You still have a place tomorrow. That's right. So you let's find Hawaii tomorrow. All right. So, um. Uh, a few months ago, we report, we talked about how the uh, Under Armour uh, is attempting to get out of its $280 million deal with UCLA. Okay, yeah. so uh, they had signed a 15-year, uh, a $280 million contract between um, uh, UCLA and Under Armour. Okay, um, and so uh, what they wanted to do was they wanted to get out of that contract they used kind of under the guise of COVID that their numbers were down. Yeah. They hadn't made a lot of money. And so they were, they were having to save money and that's why they are pulling, pulling out of the lawsuit. Uh-huh. Uh, we, uh, when we talked about it, if you recall, you kind of said, well, it might be that UCLA hasn't really performed, right? Yeah. They haven't had Football a great, or basketball. up until last year, they hadn't done really great in basketball. Yeah. Right. And then they had this incredible run. They did. And then, uh, and in football, they've been not super great. Even not even they, making bowl games. Yeah. Even though they're bringing in big, you know, coach, Kelly, Chip Kelly. Yeah. So what happened was UCLA filed a lawsuit against, uh, against Under Armour, essentially saying that they are, it's a breach of contract, right? Yeah. That there was a contract between the two parties. They breached it without a good cause, without a good reason. Yeah. Um, now, Under Armour then filed a motion to dismiss against in the claim. So basically, Under Armour is saying that this lawsuit has no grounds to proceed. Now, uh, you know, motion to dismiss is tough, but we've talked about that, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's right. I mean, a motion to dismiss, basically the idea, right, is like you bring a lawsuit and the other side says, we're making a motion to dismiss this case because you have no evidence at all. That's right. Nothing. Like, you, know, you have no, there's no way a reasonable jury or, or judge could side with you. And so... And the judge in that case has to look at the, look at the evidence and look at the at the pleadings and everything and, and rule and, and they're looking at the evidence in the light most favorable to the non-moving party. Yeah. So the person that's just standing there going, well, I brought you this lawsuit. I'm not making this motion. You are. Then the judge is going to read it in your favor. That's right. Re read every evidence, right? Yep. So uh, unfortunately we've been on the winning and losing side of some motions of, dis of dismissal. Yeah. And it, it's a very high standard, right? So yep. very high standard for the judge. So the judge in this case, found that Under Armour's lawsuit, the lawsuit should go forward. So the judge rejected the, uh, the, the attempts by Under Armour to dismiss the case under this motion for dismissal. So what that means is the lawsuit is going forward. Uh, we'll, you know, we'll keep you apprised about what we hear, but uh, buckle up. This is going to be a, a big, time, big time lawsuit. Now, a lot of times when you survive a motion for dismissal, what happens next? Well, the lawsuit goes forward then, right? I mean, it's like, okay, you didn't, it didn't, doesn't mean you won. 
And right. people think, oh, you won the motion to dismiss, you've won the case. No, no. It just means now you can go forward, right? And now you can, it, you're, that barrier that went up is down, and now the train's moving down the tracks. That's and you right. have a lawsuit. And a lot of times what will happen after this happens, after you settlement. survive, exactly, uh, there's a settlement. So, so we may never, this may be the last thing we hear about between these two parties because Under Armour might reach out and say to UCLA, what do you want to settle and be, and be done with this? And case? you know that's going to happen. You don't want these two parties playing this out in the media that don't want each other. Like UCLA, we want you to represent. No, we don't want to represent you. That's ugly. We don't want right, that, right? right exactly. But UCLA is going to owe, they're going to be owed some damages. It's going to hurt their negotiation status with the next place they go to because they're not going to have that leverage necessarily because the shoe brand's trying to leave them. Uh, you yeah. know, so it's, it's, a, it's a tough spot for them. But yeah, I bet you there's a, a settlement of sorts. Now, I know you can build these contracts in, Spence, and I know USC is going to be negotiating their Nike deal where, you know, they want to be paid a certain amount as long as they're in the certain ranking. Right, so if like USC says, hey, if we're our football's ranked in the top twenty-five, uh, at least eighty percent of the year, we want to make sure you move our deal so we're always in the top ten percent of all Nike deals. You can do that kind of stuff and tie yeah. it to performance, but they can also. I think shoe companies should do the same thing. Hey, in reverse, in yeah. reverse, like we're going to give you huge bonuses if you do this. We're going to not give you those bonuses if you're not doing that. And I don't know if Under Armour did or didn't do that in this case. Yeah, we don't have. We're not privy to the contracts between the two parties, but. It, it would be smart. I mean, they tried to use their the force majeure, right, the mm -hmm. COVID stuff to get out of it. And I, I, that's just not that's just not a good move. I don't think Under Armour has still is still making money. Yeah. Uh, they're still bringing in a lot of money. And so, you know, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. I agree. I think that, that both shoe companies or, you know, athletic apparel companies and, and the universities should both work in some type of performance uh, uh, bonus or non-bonus, depending on performance. Yep. Yep. I think that would be smart for schools and, and, and universities to do with with uh, with athletic companies. So because I can see that if if, you, if Under Armour did not do that here and they're just trying to just get out of it, I don't know. I mean, that's going to be hard for them to do. I would imagine, but they know that if they put enough pressure, it's embarrassing to UCLA. That's right. That's right. So UCLA might say, you know what. Let's just settle this. We don't want to drag this. Let's over. just get out of it. Yeah. All right. So uh, follow up on the uh, Dino Gaudio story. Now, th this guy, uh, Coach Dino, uh, was a former head coach at Wake Forest. Yeah. Right? Uh, was a uh, uh, an analyst at ESPN for a number of years. Great, a great analyst. I actually really enjoyed <laughs> when, he would, when he was on uh, ESPN games because he was super smart and really, really knows basketball. Mm -hmm. So he goes to Louisville to become an assistant coach at Louisville. And while he's there, Louisville has some issues, right? Mm -hmm. They have some recruiting issues and some, some problems with, uh, with, with players coming in. And, uh, and Coach Dino says, you know, behind the scenes, he, he ends up, he's going to get terminated, right? right? So uh, just because they hadn't been performing, they hadn't been doing very well. So they were working, they were yeah. going to work up the staff. And that happens in coaching happens all, the all the time. It's very performance-based. So Coach Dino, unfortunately, what he did that was wrong, said to uh, Louisville, you pay me my buyout clause, or my buyout amount, plus a little bit extra, or else I am going to go to the, uh, to the NCA because you, you have all these violations that I know about. Mm -hmm. And so what does it seem like? Extortion, blackmail? Extortion, blackmail, not a good move yeah. on his part. And he admits, right? He admits in, in anyways, uh, he admits that he screwed up. It was a lack of judgment. He wasn't thinking. What's interesting to me, and the reason why I wanted to bring this up, so so penalty for him was uh, one year of probation and a ten thousand dollar fine. Okay, in the grand scheme of things, 
that is a slap on the wrist. That is nothing for a federal felon felony case, one year probation and a ten thousand dollar fine is nothing. No, and right? this is somebody that that is used to making four hundred, five hundred, six hundred thousand dollars a year, eight hundred thousand, maybe had a million here and there. Ten thousand dollars is probably like a couple of grand to the normal person, a little pinch, but yeah. it's you're gonna just move on. But what I found really interesting about this about this story, and the reason why I wanted to bring it up was. The judge was not even was not very happy that he was even hearing the case. The judge uh, reportedly said during the during the sentencing hearing, uh, he, he I remain puzzled why we're even here on a federal felony case today. This is a strange felony prosecution in my observation. Then he proceeded to make the prosecutors right the the the, the attorneys who were working for the feds that were prosecuting the case basically had them justify why they even brought this case and was really hard on him. You know, I mean, essentially saying, look, this guy, he screwed up. He, he made a mistake. Yeah. He was, he, he, he but it, there wasn't any intent here. You know, this, this isn't some hardened criminal. Yeah. I, it it's it's like, almost like bad faith negotiations. Right. It seemed like the judge was basically saying, don't waste my time with this type of junk. This is, yeah, we don't, this is not why we have these kind of laws. Yeah. Well, so, you know, I mean, he, so he got dinged, right? And he's, but he'll probably keep coaching. He'll probably be all right. And yeah. hopefully, hopefully he's okay. I mean, I, I, like I said, I really was, uh, I really was a big fan of his when he was on ESPN. And maybe he'll go back to ESPN, but we'll see. Yeah. But anyways, I just thought that was interesting. Mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, being in court, having been in court, having been in, in a, a lot of courts over the years, you know, it, you, you can tell when judges are a little bit, ticked off right oh yeah yeah uh, yeah i'm always aware of that whenever i'm in any kind of court setting i would be really respectful really calm always tell the truth um but yeah if, if a judge starts getting sideways maybe on maybe you have just a tough case and then there's a certain grill you want it and you're like uh you know sometimes it's just better to kind of grin and bear it and just you know it is what it is and nobody wants an angry judge and i can imagine if you were a prosecutor in this big time case you're thinking we're bringing it. We got a big, flashy, sexy case. It's on ESPN. The judge turns to you and explain yourself. You're right, and the like, oh, yeah. Shoot, why are uh, we even here? Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, uh, you know. So yeah, that's pretty tough. But um, yeah, I would view it as really more just bad faith negotiations, right? And not so much. I'm, I'm not a legal expert here when it comes to criminal matters or, or anything like that. And it probably technically fits the definition, but that's how I view it as just a layman's. You know, a layperson looking at this, ah, it's just somebody that's kind of blowing smoke, making some vague threats, not on someone's life or safety. It's just, hey, look, I got a lot of dirt on you guys. You know, if you don't want me to go public, uh, you know, let's settle this. It's just bad faith negotiating. Yeah. Well, anyway, so he got dinged. He admitted he screwed up, which is what the justice system is set up for. Yeah. Good on him for, for, for admitting his mistake, yeah. moving on. Yeah. There's no trial. This is the sentencing. It's done. Yeah. Uh, and let's let's move on. So so that's the last we'll hear about Dino, Coach Dino, for a while. I assume until he gets hired. You know, probably working at Iona with Rick Pitino. Or something. <laughs> he could be right there. You never know. He'll get another job, right? He'll he'll have to probably lay low for a couple of years, let the smoke settle and the dust settle a little, settle a little bit, and then he'll get some opportunity. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, as of right now, I think that's all the updated information that we have. So let's move on to something else here. Yeah, we got a few other things, you know. So we got recent violations rules ed. I love okay. this this segment, right? Because you can learn a lot by the mistakes of somebody else, right? And now we'll start with Akron. 
Akron has a recent uh, information that came out that... First of all, do you know Akron's nickname? Akron is... It's a bird. It's a... Uh, Akron Gales? No, the Akron Zips. Zips. I, Zips. I knew that. And it's not a bird. It's a... They use kangaroo. Zip ties. Uh, I don't know. But, the, but like Zips. The, they're the Zips. Because I, yeah, I use Zip ties on a Maybe that's where they really came right. from. <laughs> but, so, but one of the reasons why I like Akron is that Akron starts with A... Zip Z, from A to Z. A to Z. It's the long. It's the only. It's the longest alphabetical from name of school to the mascot that there is. There's no other A to Z. No, there is no other A to Z. Interesting. Yeah. And if you can think of one, let us know. Yeah, exactly. So Akron administrator provided impermissible benefits. It says a former associate director, uh, athletics director. So you know one of the kind of high ups there right. at Akron provided nine football student athletes with cash loans. From his personal bank account. This is according to a decision released by the Division I Committee on Infractions. Okay. As a result, the former associate athletics director violated ethical conduct rules. So obviously, you know, I mean, yeah, ethical conduct rules, but also it's impermissible benefits. They're getting a loan from somebody that they shouldn't be getting a loan from. Yeah, why is that bad? I mean, if I'm, if I'm an AD and I see, four, you know, a number of football players who are needing a little bit of help just to get him moved in. Why, why can't I do that? That seems like that should be totally fine. Yeah, and this is what he was thinking. He's like, look, I had them sign repayment agreements that were drafted on university letterhead. I'm loaning them money. They're going to pay me back. I'm not giving them an extra benefit. I'm helping out these poor kids. That's what's going on in his mind, right? So this, this guy is not trying to do something nefarious. These are people they already have there. But it's an extra benefit, right? It's an extra benefit legislation, which is well known. As particularly compliance directors would know this. Uh, yeah, now, clearly the AD didn't come to the compliance office before he got permission, permission to do this. No, he didn't. And um, I'd like to look it up. I used to know somebody that I worked for at Oregon State uh, that, was, that left to go to the Akron Zips. And his name was Alex Parker. And he was the athletic director at Oregon State when I was there. Uh, and so I'm just wondering. I'm just kind of sitting here and I'm like, you know what? Let's see if he's there or not, you know, because at the time, a long time ago, he was the associate athletic director for compliance, Alex Parker. And he's still there. And he looks like he, well, this is an old, but yeah, I think, I think he's still there. Um, and it is the Zips. And um, yeah, so he's been there a really long time. And he was at Oregon State when I was there. And That's so, cool. you know, anyways, uh, I'll have to look up their, their kind of uh, uh, sports kind of staff directory later. But the idea was I, I used to know him, and uh, yeah, so they got a good compliance office, and um, so I mean, so so an AD comes to you and says, "Hey, uh, AP, I am thinking about giving loans to these kids who need help to move in, and it, you know, I'm going to have them sign contracts. They're going to repay me. This is, I, you know, is there any? I mean, what do you say to the AD in that sort of circumstance?" Well, yeah, so that, I mean, obviously, you know, yeah, you can't do that. You never, when it, whenever you're dealing with benefits, uh, you know, anything like that with a student athlete, you're going to be really, really careful. Yeah. Don't buy them a cup of coffee. Don't take them out to lunch. Don't give them a ride. Do you think that the NIL rules change, could change this type of, a, uh, of an arrangement? I mean, could, could, uh, you know, like let's say that, that the AD says, oh gosh, we got these nine kids who need some help. Let me contact some booster who could uh, sign them up to be employees of mom and pop auto shop 
and they and give them give them the ten thousand bucks that they need to move. I mean, what's stopping them from doing that? Yeah, I mean, you're not supposed to, right? There's a lot of things where you can you can get into a problem here, like right, like think about the equipment office, right. and some of the equipment office will get special deals. Right, like get free access to Nike. They get fifty percent off at Adidas. They get inside deals. You can't pass those deals on to student athletes. Anything that seems extra that the student body is not getting, you better not be giving to a student athlete. Right. Whether it's a loan, whether it's access, whether it's influence, whether it's gear, whether it's cash, whether it's rides, food, loans, anything like that. If you think is is the rest of the student body getting this? If it's no, I can't do it. That's right. And it's really hard. Now I'm wondering. I don't think this is. Alex Parker that did this, but I know his title was exactly this title in here. And it says the extra benefits legislation should be well known by the membership, particularly compliance directors such as this. Oh, wow. So hopefully it wasn't. Alex. I hopefully not, but I'm going to find out. I'm going to dig into this a little bit and see, but I know that he was an Akron. A little investigative reporting. This is yeah, good. And I'll get back to you. I'll get back to you of what, what happened here. Uh, but I, I should do the Akron uh, staff directory because I know him really well. I worked with him for several years at Oregon State. And, um, and if he's no longer there, um, which we're going to find out here in a second, then that would make me wonder what's up. You know, why not? And he is not there. Oh, interesting. Okay. So he is not there. Okay, so it's not your friend. No, no, he was. He's no. He's no longer there. Oh, no longer there. Oh, so, boy. so this could potentially be him. I don't okay. know, but I. So I don't want to accuse him. Back in January 2015. January of 2015. Okay, so actually, that's a good call. Yeah. Uh, uh, we'll look it up later. I, I just was, and I don't want to accuse anybody of anything because I have no idea. But I just know that I know somebody that works there. Interesting. But tough thing. So don't loan anybody. That's the takeaway. Don't loan anybody anything. Don't don't give benefits. Don't give rides. Don't wash their car. Don't do their laundry. That can come up too. Oh, hey, you know, compliance office guy or uh, you know, equipment guy. Do you mind doing me and my girlfriend's laundry every Saturday? No. I hate laundry. Don't do it. Yeah. Those kind of things are easy to seem like. Oh, I'm just being a nice guy. It's going to get out. Somebody's going to hear about it. It's going to be a violation. The other one is Texas A&M men's basketball. And Come they here. are the Aggies. Aggies, there we go. The Aggies. Uh, Texas A&M men's basketball program committed NCAA violations, multiple violations, they said, specifically a men's basketball assistant coach, the men's basketball head coach, and basically the basketball program committed multiple NCAA recruiting rules. Specifically, they observed a prospect participating in an open gym during unofficial visit. Now, they changed the rules where if you're on an unofficial, meaning you got yourself there, school didn't pay for you, you can go work out on your own. You can get a workout in. Because yeah. kids used to do that. Like, I always work out at two, and gosh, I have to go on this unofficial visit. I'd really like to work out. No, that's fine. Go ahead. We'll let you go work out. No coaches can watch it. They can't right. coach you. Here, they... they Observed. They're watching. Problem, right? And they and they later conducted two 45-minute tryouts with the prospect. Let's work out. Now, you can't have an impermissible tryout. You can't observe. You can't do that with these kids. You don't get uh, special recruiting access to these kids. Right. And so, violation right there, right? Now, so, they also let six non-coaching staff members participate in non-court activities, engage in skill instruction. So, you had six extra coaches in basketball working with kids. Remember, you can have an eyes. You can't have a mouth. You can't mouth. When you're, it's the same idea with football and in basketball. Right. Those non-coaching staff members can observe, take notes, and then coach behind closed doors with their own coaching staff. But only. not with the kids. Not with the kids. Here they're doing skill instruction, their on-court activities, problems. So this is the penalties. Two years of Texas A&M probation. Wow. $5,000 fine, reduction of men's official visits by five. 
suspension of unofficial visits, uh, reduction of men's recruiting days by 5%, two-game suspension for the head coach uh, at Texas a or any school that employs him, a suspension of the assistant coach, self-imposed by the university. And uh, so really bad. I mean, so there's, there's quite a lot of smoke now with these guys. And so that's one thing to kind of think about. Be careful of these non-coaching staff members coaching. Be careful of giving any benefits or loans to any kids. So those are the two things. Just to remind you, there's some recent things out there, Texas A&M and Akron. All right. Be, be careful. But we'll talk about it. If you, have, if, you have a, if you have a violation of your school and you're curious about what's happening, let us know. We're happy to explain it, explain what happened, and we'll, we, we will be happy to chat with you. And I'll even add a little extra what should have happened, right? Should have happened. You should be monitoring Kara a little tighter. Compliance needs to be there. Make sure this isn't happening. And with Akron, if you are the compliance director and you're loaning money, don't do it. But if you're in another, uh, other position, don't do it. you got to make sure you get in front of those administrators and give them the rules as well. Smart. All right. Uh, fantastic conversation, information, as always. Rules, Ed. Updates on legal matters. You know, th- that's what we do here, right? Yeah, we want to keep you informed. Educated, make recommendations. Enlightened. Enlightened. You know what violations are happening, why they happened, what they could have done differently potentially, based on our opinion, the legal matters that are out there. If you like college athletics, um, this has got a little bit of for you. It's not just law that we talk about. We talk about the teams. We talk about outcomes. We talk about violations. We talk about... A lot of different things on the show. Weather, you know, Spence. I mean, pumpkin <laughs> right. spice lattes. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, whatever you like, we're going to bring you the knowledge. And so, yeah. So, so we got some games coming up, right, Spence? That's right. We got some games, and we also want to do a quick little preview of of the Pac-12, right? Yep. So, yep. just real briefly, yeah. Who do you have winning the North? Who do you have winning the South? Yeah, and I think the heavy media favors favorites have been Oregon and USC. That's right. Almost everything I've read has been, and I think that's. Exactly right. I think Oregon's head and shoulders above everybody in the North. Washington could give them a few fits, and they got some talent, but they're not. They're just not the same. Washington Oregon, State down. Yeah, Washington State's down. Stanford's or, down. Yeah, Cal's down. Oregon State's. Oregon State's kind of rising up. They beat them last year. Yeah, so. yeah, they could rise up, but they just don't have that depth, that right. talent. I mean, Oregon's just better, and so I think Oregon's going to win the North pretty comfortably. They are breaking in a new quarterback, which always adds a wrinkle. That could be tough on the road against a tough opponent, but I think. For the most part, I think Oregon's going to lose to Ohio State. I really do. I think, yeah. in fact, I could see them losing by 14 or 17. Yeah. And that's going to set them back Ohio a little State's bit. Ohio bringing in a new quarterback. They are. Though. They are. Yeah. But I think Oregon will recover from it, probably finish the season maybe 10 and 2. Yeah. Win the North. South, I think USC is going to win the South. Uh, they have a junior quarterback um, that's returning. He's a Heisman candidate favorite, yeah. one of the top 10. Probably uh, be a top 10 pick next year. Yeah, yeah. So he's going to be very good. As long as he stays healthy, he's going to be very, very good. And USC doesn't lose a whole lot from last year. And people forget, last year they were 5-1. and one, Right. And the only game they lost was a, a seven-point game to Oregon right at the end in the Pac-12 championship game. So they were they pretty good last year. And people forget... They had a string of wins at the end of the year before, so they're almost like ten and two or something in the last twelve games. Like yeah. it's, it's a pretty good run. Yeah. So I think that they're going to do pretty good. I could see USC going more like nine and three. Um, I think they're going to lose to Notre Dame. Yeah, maybe they go ten and two. They're going to be nine and three or ten and two. They're probably going to lose at Notre Dame for sure, and then they're going to drop some ugly game. Yeah, 
USC historically does that, where they lose to like Washington State at Washington State or Colorado at Colorado. Just some kind of strange or BYU at home. Yeah, BYU at home. You know, but they're going to lose some kind of strange game that, that they were favored in by ten plus, and somehow find a way to lose it. Clay's kind of done that historically, right. and so they'll probably go ten and two, maybe nine three, but on just enough to win the South because Arizona State's going to have some violations, a lot of distractions, coaches missing. Utah's good, but doesn't lacks a little bit of that depth. And, and the USC has them at home. USC tends to play Utah really well at home. Yeah. So if, if USC can win that Utah game, I think they're going to they're gonna have the tiebreaker there. Yeah, Arizona, Arizona State's got a lot of upheaval, right, yeah, with yeah. all their issues. Yeah. Arizona's not going to be very good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Cal's not great, right? So, yeah. yeah. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how, how USC does. I, I, I agree. I think USC's got a, got a good shot at winning it. Yeah, so, yeah and I think USC, Oregon, I, I would give the edge to USC this year. I think that they're going to they're gonna find a way to win it and get to the Rose Bowl, and Clay finds a way to keep his job, maybe get a one-year extension. All right. Yeah, I think that's pretty fair. Pretty, pretty fair. Now – Last year, oh, let's see, two years ago when we actually had a full season. You did pretty well last year, yep. but I don't think we really kept track. Yeah. Two years ago, we, we, we kept track of this. And I, I, I recall, if I recall correctly, I think you went like 56 and four. Yeah, yeah. Right? Was, each yeah. game, mm-hmm. each game we would, each week we would pick four games. You would pick who you thought would win. We kept USC games and BYU games out of it because yeah. our hearts are tough. It's hard yeah. for you to be an analyst. Yeah. When your heart's in the game. When you're right? extremely so, biased. When you're right. extremely biased. Because if I say USC Alabama, you're going to say USC is going to win. Every right? time. Every right. time. Right? Every so time. So it doesn't matter. By 40. By 40. Yeah. So, so, so we, we, we did that. We picked, I picked four games. We gave it to Aaron. A- AP picked them. And his picks were amazing. Amazing. I mean, unbelievable. So we're going to start out this week, week zero. Yeah. There's five games. There's four games that are D1 versus D1. Uh, there's one that's a uh, San Jose State's playing Southern Utah. We're not going to we're not going to worry about that one. But so we're going to start with the four games that are D1 versus D1. See how you do. Uh huh. And and so the first game we're going to talk about Fresno State UConn. This is at Fresno State. Fresno State's a 27 and a half point favorite. Fresno State easy. Big. Big. Cover. Oh yeah, cover. Okay. I think they win by 30. All right. Next game UTEP at New Mexico State. These are two teams that were not very good the last couple of years. Uh, New Mexico State, or UTEP is a 10-point favorite. This is at New Mexico State. I think UTEP wins, wins by seven. Doesn't cover. Doesn't cover. Okay, close. Okay, uh, do you want to do Big Ten or, or, big, or Pac-12 to end? Pac-12. Pac-12 to end. Okay. Next game, this is the first game of the season. Kickoff, Nebraska-Illinois. Nebraska-Illinois. Nebraska's at Illinois. Seven Nebraska's a seven point favorite on Fox, ten o'clock Saturday, first kickoff of the year. Who do you got? I have Nebraska winning that. They have a lot of hype right now, there's a lot of stress on them. That Nebraska finds a way to win by ten. Okay. Uh, and then the last game of the of the of the picks that you're gonna pick today is going to be UCLA Hawaii. This is the last game that UCLA has won that's a non conference game that they've won. It was Hawaii, which was like four years ago. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So um, you, this is Hawaii at UCLA. UCLA is a 17 and a half point favorite. I know you're not a big UCLA fan. Who do you got in that game? UCLA will cover. I think they win by 21-24. I think they'll play big. Okay. So just to reiterate, you got Nebraska winning. They're, they're going to win by more than seven. Mm-hmm. Okay. Absolutely. Nebraska covers. Fresno State covers over UConn. Yeah. UCLA covers over Hawaii. Yeah. 
And New Mexico State, UTEP, UTEP wins but doesn't cover. Doesn't cover. Okay. Yeah. Yep. All right. So All those right. are the four games. We'll see how you do. And I'll, we'll keep track. And, you know, we'll see how he does. This is not only just the picks, but also the against uh, against the uh, against the spread. So we'll we'll keep an eye on it. We'll see if you have a similar year to last year. All right, everybody. Have fun. Have a good weekend. And we'll talk to you next week after yep. we have some live games. That's right. Watch some college football this weekend.